Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, uh, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Nick Rosenheim on the line, and he's founder over at OneDrop. Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at OneDrop and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started uh, in your career and as an entrepreneur? So, um, so I'm actually – so I live in New Mexico now, but I'm from – San Francisco, so I was kind of born to that world. Um, but when I was at UC Santa Barbara, um, I uh, became really interested in their technology management program, um, and ended up being the president of the Entrepreneurs Association um, my senior year on campus. Um, and for me, I, I just never felt like a good fit at a at a regular job. Um, I, you know, I some people say I kind of can have an issue with authority. Uh, and and I disagree a lot, you know, with kind of a top-down thinking model. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I either got fired or quit from every job I'd ever been in. So when the possibility of entrepreneurship opened up to me, um, it seemed like the most obvious path. Um, and so I uh, proceeded in college, proceeded after college, actually left um, Silicon Valley in 2014 to go live in a Zen uh, center in New Mexico for two years. So I completely unplugged um, and then um, started this this company shortly after. Wow, what an amazing story. Uh, and, uh, and I love it because you, number one, I've, I've, I haven't heard of somebody quite giving themselves that space to unplug. So that's, I mean, that's super interesting to me. Um, I, and I'd like to kind of go a little bit further on that. So, you know, there's some young entrepreneurs out there that are just getting started or maybe, you know, they're, they're, they, they, get, they got out of school, they launched their first business, maybe the first one didn't go so well, and they might be on their second or third, right? And we're supposed to have all this stuff figured out immediately, right? That's the way it, kind of it's told. Um, could you talk a little bit more about the importance of unplugging and kind of just what that means to you in that entrepreneurial process of finding yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think first of all, we – you have to think about what happens, you know, when you do unplug and, um, you know, what are we really trying to do as entrepreneurs and, and that step into the world and evolve it, um, towards a more conscious, uh, sensitive and honestly more fun place to live in, um, both for us, you know, and for the environment and all the creatures that inhabit it. So what happens when you unplug is you actually start to tap into a more relaxed, um, open creativity, that gives you more of the feeling like you can risk everything and lose nothing. Um, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs um, uh, run for more of a scarcity mindset of, I have to create, I have to do this. I have to make this business work. And it's a lot of fear and anxiety behind it. Um, But really the entrepreneurial process should be one of discovery and a lot of fun. Um, And I think unplugging kind of gets us back to, to remembering you know, who we are and um, kind of the playfulness um, that comes from that truth and, and kind of the, kind of allows us to, to play the drama of entrepreneurship to whatever extent, you know, we, we feel called to. 
Um, but I just think it's such an important part. I mean, we see it starting to, to happen, you know, with the mindfulness movement. Um, and, and it's not going to go away. And I think it's just going to become increasingly more of an authentic practice um, to integrate uh, into kind of this, this conscious creativity uh, movement uh, that's starting to unfold. Man, I love it, Nick. Um, that's great advice there. Um, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit. I do want to get into what you're doing over at OneDrop. Uh, so uh, first, tell me a little bit more about the company, please. So again, so when I left the uh, the center, um, I tried working for an agency, and uh, again, you know, they fired me because I was just going to do my own thing no matter what. Um, so even though you know, I, I proved to myself, you know, working at that agency that, that I hadn't fallen behind, you know, in those two years, um, and that I was still getting the results that I, that I intended to for clients, you know, I was just doing it a different way. Um, so it became obvious to kind of evolve, you know, into uh, my own business, which, which soon became OneDrop. Um, and the idea of OneDrop is, is really promoting um, ethically aligned companies um, that are creating positive change in the world. Um, and, and also being very transparent about metrics and performance. Uh, you know, I, I want my clients to succeed. Um, and if they aren't succeeding, I want them to fire me. Um, and so, you know, having both this, this alignment and, and pushing, you know, what's good in the world, but also being really truthful about the results that I'm getting, you know, lay the foundation kind of for one job. What do you find are... Um... Are some of the and so you're we're definitely working in that socially conscious space and I mean and what's interesting to me is that this uh, it's 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 evolving to the point where it's not going to be a space at some point it'll be just the way business is done is the ideal sure. um, scenario. That being said, um, any kind of trends that you care to comment on from from your vantage point of kind of working in day in and day out in that space? Um, socially conscious, but digital marketing in general. Um, I think uh, what, one of the big shifts I'm seeing is in the brand voice um, and having businesses be a lot more relaxed and colloquial in the way that they talk um, to their to their customer base. Uh, you know, when, when businesses are trying to promote or sell um, and that becomes the main priority, it, they're definitely uh, uh, sets kind of a, a barrier between them and the consumer. Uh, but when the goal is to connect first and kind of relax into, um, you know, an authentic dialogue uh, with the client base, uh, you see a lot more engagement and, and a lot more sales as a result. Um, and it happens as a byproduct of connecting. It doesn't happen, you know, as a result of going out and, and grasping for sales. Um, so I can, I can see, you know, and, and that w I can see that trend continuing to evolve um, and also consumers expecting that businesses um you know to to stop kind of putting on this this mask um and and start to just kind of drop down and, and meet people where they're at yeah and i love that it, to where you can even like and i mean where i first noticed that and I, I don't know if i put them in that space but some of the bigger like companies or even like uh restaurant chains when you on, on twitter that's where i remember first seeing it for the first time where it felt like a big company was talking directly to me because i was reading their twitter feed and i'm like whoa and now, now i see that in other 
in other platforms and other ways, and it's almost that one-to-many um, relationship where you feel like it and you feel part of the company, you feel b- more bought in on their mission, and, and frankly, for me as a consumer, I'm more likely to spend dollars with them. So it makes perfect sense what you're saying. Um, where do you find yeah. that some? Um, where do you find that some companies and/or and I don't mean a specific company, but I mean in their in in, in trying to evolve to this um, new way of let's say reaching your customer base or, or potential co- consumer base, um, make a mistake in trying to kind of bridge that gap. What do you find? And I know it's going to vary, by the way, from company to company. But I mean, where do you find are some of those common themes of where they kind of miss the mark on that? Well, I mean, I think you know this comes. Within the the brand uh, um, the brand organization time, uh, mm. which is usually early on for a startup, um, but really defining who you are. Uh, I think the the brands that tend to struggle with this um, are a little are usually a little bit unclear, or they have not a consistent message across platforms. Usually because they have multiple people running different platforms, mm. um, and it just doesn't give the same feel. Um, so you really need an anchor. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, ask clients, like, what's this song, you know, that you feel represents your customer, your, your, uh, your, your company, um, and then really feel into, you know, like what, what is that song? You know, is it, um, you know, Thunderstruck by ACDC? Oh my gosh. Hold on. That was, that was what I was thinking. Stop. (laughs) I can't right now, Nick. I wake up to that song every morning. (laughs) I was thinking uh, it. I swear I wrote it down. (laughs) I'm 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 tapped into you right now, so uh, so uh, <laughs> I'm glad I I'm glad I could pull that out. Um, but you know maybe it's uh maybe it's something softer, maybe it's like some relaxed hip hop, like atmosphere, something like that. You know, and and really because that that gives you a feel more than just a brand statement, which is are usually vital but a little bit more generic. So I really encourage you know companies to pick you know some music that helps them feel um, into uh, what, what, you know, the color of the brand, that, that kind of emotional color of the brand. And that can be a great way to anchor uh, communication and make it feel super authentic, um, but also blended across, you know, all mediums. Man, that's awesome. So, Nick, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about OneDrop, uh, first, what's the kind of like, so they know if they're the right type of company to reach out to you, what's your sweet spot? Like, what's the type of company that you like to work with? Let's start there. Sure. Um, So, as far as size, um, generally, I work with companies that have received um, some funding. Um, So, usually, kind of my sweet spot is, is this area you know, where a company still doesn't want to invest in bringing um, someone in a, a full-time marketer in-house, but they have some funds to right now um, to start to step on the gas and want somebody who's experienced with the landscape that they can trust um, to help grow them, you know, from a, from a startup to a, a more repeatable, um, trustworthy business model um, that, that's generating sales in a consistent way. Uh, but I've also worked with, with very large companies as well. So the most important thing to me isn't isn't the size of the company as, as it is the, the mission and, you know, the impact they're having in the world. So, um, you know, environmental companies are, are great. Um, obviously work with, you know, some spiritual type of, of companies, although I'm a little bit more discerning with that. Um, and then, you know, organic food, um, you know, design, um, really just, just inspirational people that, that want to, um, 
they want to kind of flip the chapter um, in the world and, and start making some some awesome products and some really needed services. That's awesome. Um, so, Nick, what is the best way for someone to reach out to you over at OneDrop and connect? So, yeah, you can go to my website at marketingonedrop.com. Um, it's just it's not a, a letter, so it's marketing o n e d r o p dot com. And you can also email me at nick at marketingonedrop.com. Uh, also, obviously, you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, um, even Twitter uh, if you want. Um, so I encourage everyone to uh, to reach out who may be interested in, in partnering. And and at the very least, I'm always interested in talking to people and and seeing you know kind of where they're at and and um, you know, what their vision is and, and how they feel about it. That's awesome. Well, hey, Nick, uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work that you're doing over at OneDrop to help your clients. Uh, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you had a lot of value out of this. If you did, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. Uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, Nick, thanks again for coming on the show. 